Who Ate My Cake, an All Things Career podcast, helping you do work happy. Here on Who Ate My Cake, we're tackling things like imposter syndrome, FOMO, the role of money in our career choices, and your relationship with work so that we can be in the driver's seat and not fear. So what's our bottom line? It's about crafting careers that fit so you can do work happy. Who Ate My Cake and All Things Career Podcast is brought to you by HD Career Consulting, where we help you find work happy, as well as CC Content, here for all of your online content creation needs. Today on this episode, we will be discussing being stuck. What is stuck? How do you know what stuck looks like and what can you do about it? We just want you to know that the information and opinions and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and educational purposes. Any reliance on this information that is provided in this podcast is done so at your own risk. Now that the legal jargon is all out of the way, let's get to listening. Hey folks, Cassie and Bree here. We just wanted to thank you for listening to Who Ate My Cake and All Things Career Podcast, Episode 3, What the Stuck. It's time to get started. So Cassie, what the stuck? What the stuck is stress quicksand. Stress quicksand. We're going to talk about that today, aren't we? We are. We're going to get into it. We're going to get down and dirty in the quicksand of stress and And life and stuck. And stuckness. Yes. So what the stuck. I feel like what the stuck is like, that's the thing I want to say. I actually want to drop the F-bomb maybe. But um, what the stuck is like such a nice way to be like, oh, (laughs) F-bomb. But with stuck. With stuck and stress. And stress, right? Yeah. Stuck. So today we're going to talk about stuckness. Stuckness can uh, rock our worlds in a number of ways. It can definitely impact our work uh, in some ways that uh, create some chaos, maybe impede our success. We all get a lot of advice on how to not be stuck. And they're not getting to the core of the issue. Which is the feeling of being stuck. Yes. So let's talk about feelings of being stuck. Like, we all, I don't know, give me, throw out some ideas of, or, or words that you think of when you think of the word stuck, like feelings. Uh, just not caring, not engaged, not motivated. Uh, the opposite of everything that you want to be on a good day, right? Mm-hmm. Which is showing up, ready to do it, ready to smash some stuff and get things knocked out of the park. But instead, you're the exact opposite of that. And you're tired, you're worn down, you're making yourself sick over things that probably don't matter as much, um, but it's because you're not focusing on the heart of the matter. Which is the thing that you're stuck on. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes it's like task avoidance Mm -hmm. uh, or conversation avoidance. Regardless of what it is that you're stuck on, task, situation, moment, whatever, it boils down to impact, which brings us to our next point. What are the levels of stuck and what does that start to look like on a day-to-day basis? So first level might be barely noticeable. You might not even realize that it's happening, but it might be avoiding a conversation. It might be sidestepping tasks that you need to do, or it might just be um, a loss of energy or motivation and direction on your day-to-day basis. Maybe you might even be in a place of not wanting to make a decision. Ooh, yeah. Decision-making becomes a lot harder 
Like mm-hmm. you go into decision fatigue by 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And so there's some elements of this that are because of stress, because of all the things that we have going on in our lives, it's going to crop up every now and then. That being stuck on a day or in a moment, is it really that big of a deal? I mean, I can't tell you if it's a big deal. Only you can tell us if it's a big deal. And what I mean by that is what is the consequence that you're experiencing from it? And are you in a place where you're ready to do something about it or you're contemplating doing something about it because it's starting to get really uncomfortable? Yeah. Is it painful enough to force a change? Uh, Level two might be the point where you start to notice that relationships are starting to get strained, whether it's coworkers, colleagues, friends, family. This level three is really about like urgency. The impact to you at this point is so severe that you're at a crossroads of having to lose something or something has to change in order for you to not experience the negative consequence of it anymore right? Sometimes we, we, we lean into that and, and we're like, we got to fix it. <laughs> and, and we try to fix it and it doesn't work. And maybe it's because we're trying to fix the thing that's not really the thing we need to be addressing, which is really at the core of what we talk about when we're talking about stuckness, which is how we feel about it. Stuckness, what we want you to know is that stuckness, it's about a feeling. It's about addressing the feeling and working with the feeling of stuckness so that you can overcome the experience of being stuck. So stuckness can crop up in a number of ways in our everyday lives and work. And some really good examples are task management, personal interactions, general execution of things that you have to do on a day-to-day basis. That results in some sort of avoidance behavior or it uh, maybe it creates conflict. Those are all things that when you are dealing with stuckness, that's the symptom of the larger issue, which is being stuck. And we try to fix those things a lot of times by addressing the challenge with that thing. Yeah, we're focusing on symptoms as opposed to the underlying cause. The cause. And so today... We're not going to talk to you about all of those fancy things that you can use to fix all of those kinds of things because that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about stuckness. And so we're going to talk to you about how to put stuckness in its place so that you can move through it. Absolutely. So before we get into how to fix it, we really also have to understand what happens when we don't address our stuckness. So how do you experience stuck, Brie? Uh, I, I, I think I externalize it quite a bit, uh, and it comes out in the form of, uh, wanting to talk about it, uh, and maybe ruminating on a thing. And so it's taken time for me to turn that into a constructive habit, uh, because I, I, you know, I have a talent for talking through and problem solving. And when I don't wield it correctly, It has negative consequences. And so when I'm under stress or experiencing duress, I want to talk about it. Okay. And sometimes I just need to talk about it once. But if I'm on like round two or round three, like that's how I know I'm stuck. It's starting to consume space. It's consuming a space in a way that it's causing duress for myself. It might even be causing duress for those whom I'm I'm sharing it with. And it takes a level of self-awareness to get to, to respect that and see that. 
it's a skill, okay? But you have to understand, like, how do I solve problems? And if you're an outward processor, you have to take into account what the impact of that is when you're trying to work that out. And if you are stuck, what are some more constructive ways for you to get unstuck without it consuming space in a way that it causes duress? So what about you? I'd say the biggest indicator of of being stuck for me is when I just get to the point where I shut down. I'm like, oh, oh, I hit that wall. Here's that wall. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Pump the um, brakes. What's interesting about how we do stuck is oftentimes that can actually perpetuate the stuckness because we're not really dealing with it per se. We're just kind of working through the motions again or avoiding it. You continue to talk about that thing over and over and over again until until there's nothing left to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So now that we understand what stuckness is, how it crops up in our lives, and we've been able to even give you some ideas of consequences related to stuckness, now we can talk about like what to do when you actually are stuck. Like if you've been able to identify that, ah. Oh, yeah, I might do some of those things. I am doing some of those things. How can you fix it, right? Or at least begin to try to address it. What now? What now? Well, it's all about getting unstuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're at a place, so if you're at a place where you have like said, okay, yep, I'm definitely stuck. I know it. I feel it. I've seen it. Then that means that you're probably at a place where you're ready to do something about it. Okay. And and that's good to know because sometimes we're not ready to do something about it. Right. So, yeah. Human human nature is this this really fine balance of I'm not in enough pain, so I don't want to make a change. Oh, I'm in so much pain that making a change is a challenge. And so you have to kind of bounce back and forth between and get to know yourself well enough to find the sweet spot of where you can make that transition uh, intentionally as yep. opposed to, oh, crud. Um, you found a really cool article about like having a venting buddy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should talk about that at some point. Yeah, just the the power of venting and how good it is for your mental health. Like there's, again, that fine balance because there's bottling it up and then there's venting over and over and over again to where the process of venting is its own thing as opposed to venting out what the issue is. And so there's a, there's a moment in all of this that you have to start to begin to assess kind of where you're at in that process. Are you at a place where you're ready to problem solve or are you hanging on for whatever reason? If you've decided that you're ready to problem solve, here's some things that you can do to deal with the issue of being stuck. One, I really, I really just want you to take all the things that, that are attached to your stuckness and just set it aside for a second. And I want you to sit there and think and think about your stuckness. And I want you to label it, describe it, give it a name if you have to. Okay. Because you need to get to a place of realizing that your feeling has enough control over you to keep you from moving forward. And so in order to take your power back, you need to to make it its thing so that it's no longer a part of you. It's this thing that keeps you where you're at. And so I tell clients a lot of times, like when we deal with stuckness, we need to name that feeling. Okay. Play the name game. Play the name game. <laughs> yep. And, and describe that feeling. Right. And in that moment... If you're struggling to get beyond the stuck moment, you say that you're out loud, that you're struggling to get out of that stuck moment. And I feel X. It's making me feel this way. 
and I don't like it. Acknowledge how uncomfortable you are in that moment of stuckness so that it can be where it's at in the moment and you can like actually experience it so that you can move through it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, they want to skip this step. They don't want to name it. They don't want to own it. And they don't want to sit with it by any means because all of it in theory and in practice should be and will be uncomfortable because you're at a point where these negative emotions are converging. And if you don't do something with them to discharge them, it's kind of like energy. It's Mm got to go somewhere. It's not going to disappear. So you got to do something with it. And you really can't do anything with that energy until you take the time to 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 get to to know it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to talk to it. You will be on the merry-go-round if you don't want to deal with it like you're going to keep coming back to the same I issue the, i have the mental picture it's not the merry-go-round uh, what's the the kids toy at the playground where you can spin it really fast <laughs> you know what i'm talking yeah, about the right one you'd like tuck down you in see the and little you, like, kids holding around. on for dear life when some overzealous parent is like yeah and they get pushing it or there's some teenage big brother or sister that's like Go for it. And they're trying to to see what they can do to fling their kids off this little merry-go-round type. And you get to a point where it's much easier to just hang on than let go. And so we're not saying that it's easy because that's almost a perfect metaphor for what we're talking about when we're dealing with stuck. By the time you're at a place that you're so stuck that you're paralyzed from doing anything else, it's terribly hard to get unstuck. And we recognize that in that moment, it seems like it's really easy to stay where you're at, but ultimately you have to move in some way, shape or form. You're going to have to let go. You're going to have to figure out how to get from that situation to next steps because it's not going to be easy. It's going to be painful and you might get some bumps and bruises along the way, but it's normal. Yep. And that brings us to our next point, which is dealing with one thing at a time. Part of staying stuck is we try to do a bunch of stuff at once, right? Because our stuckness is is affecting a number of things. So you have to prioritize the thing that it's like figuring out where it's moving from putting out fires to stoking the right fire. Yes. You're going to have to do some work around trying to identify what really is causing the most harm and affecting the most pieces and realistically that's going to be a challenge idealistically I challenge you to go straight to that thing that's causing the most duress because if you fix that big thing first it can automatically get rid of a lot of the other things that are being an issue yeah there's a term for that it's called eat the frog eat the frog eat the frog so what is eat the frog uh just short and sweet it's taking the worst, grossest thing about your day and eating it first thing. And so the idea behind it is if I eat the frog, eat the frog first, nothing else I have to do today is going to be as bad as that frog tasted. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So there's a fun YouTube video online. You can Google it, check it out. It's, it, it, it's a good metaphor for helping you address things though. And just knocking out that worst, nasty, gross thing that you gotta, gotta do early, early in the day. And then everything else just seems so much easier. Yeah. So dealing with, yep. So dealing with stuckness, sometimes it's taking that thing that makes you the most uncomfortable and saying, Oh, there's my sign. That's the thing I need to do first because I really don't want to do it. Yeah. If you put it at the bottom of your list, 
jump there first and really just eat the frog. Yep. Move on. And so that's part of uh, not just sitting with it, but pushing through it. Okay. So we talked about naming it, describing it, giving it a, a thing so that it's no longer you. It's this thing that's happening to you that you that you have control over what the circumstance and situation is. And you can do that by labeling it and putting it in its place. So you can take that thing that it's at the bottom of your list that makes you the most uncomfortable and you can stare at it and you can be like, oh, this makes me so uncomfortable and I really don't want to do it and it sucks so bad and here I go, I'm going to do it because it sucks so bad and when it's done, it's going to be great, right? Yes. And so that's the concept of moving through it. It's like, okay, now I know what it is. I've talked about it. I've expelled some of the energy around being stuck by talking about it to myself or to others or to others depends on how you right how you manage that piece and then with the intent of having action on the back end of it right that the action is okay i'm going to talk about it i'm going to move through it now i'm going to do something about it and the doing something about it is taking it from the bottom of my list and putting it at the top and actually doing it okay so now you've pushed past it the thing that i don't want you ever to forget in all of this is when you move through it celebrate the bejeebus out of it. I did that thing. Give yourself a high five. Help yourself realize how valuable it was for you to move through that thing. Because what we want to do now is train ourselves to see the reward in accomplishing something that we're terribly uncomfortable in doing. Yeah. All that negative energy that was just circling the drain with not wanting to do this and avoiding it or putting it off or letting it simmer on the back burner uh, but while causing stress, now you can take that energy and you can generate it uh, more of it. You can use it. You can get momentum mm-hmm. and get going in the direction that you want to go and you know have fun while you're doing it. Yeah. And so celebrate your accomplishment and getting that thing done and getting unstuck. So- let me let me jump in on this because I feel like there's something that we skipped and that is addressing the the difference in recognizing when you're stuck and it's causing an issue versus someone else's stuck because everyone is going to have to deal with the fact that external people are going to have have their their own levels of stuck that are going to impact them and you only have so much control in how you navigate those situations but that's a different conversation for this conversation, it's focusing on your stuck. Like what is your issue that you are addressing that you need to really set aside, own it, name it, recognize it, and then like work through it. Yep. So in that, in that inventory process, like one of the, probably one of the top things you want to consider is, is like, is this my problem? Is this me? Is it coming from me? Is this a source of one of my experiences that's getting me to a place of feeling stuck at it? Because then that's probably your stuck, not somebody else's stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really to help our listeners kind of hammer through what how to break this apart, I think we should give them like a really good example um, from our own experiences of stuck. And um, it's going to be interesting because I think we have to get a little bit... Uh, vulnerable with y'all and so this will be the first time we've done it since we started our podcast but here we go (laughs) I'm so excited that I'm uncomfortable right now (laughs) um and so stuck content 
you and I were talking about it. Uh, content has always been a big challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and producing content. I'm, I'm really good at brainstorming. I'm really good at uh, creating, coming up with concepts, coming up with ideas. I like, and, and I like to live in that stuckness by saying that I, that that's because I am really good at talking through things. Oh yeah. You're a big ideas woman. Like I, I love your energy and your enthusiasm and you, you have this way of being able to paint big ideas on the wall and being like, look at all this. And can you imagine and see it all the way through? And it's, it's phenomenal to, to participate in that with you. You're awesome. Thanks. There's, you know, and I think that like the, 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 here's the, here's the vulnerable piece. My level of stuckness around those issues has to do with not enoughness and and receiving feedback that I may or may not want to hear or feel or experience. And um, so my stuckness around delivering content has to do with, it's also a lot about anxiety, right? And being able to um, work through those things and, uh, and do it in spite of it. Um, the... One thing I have learned about the content piece is that sometimes when I'm super stuck on something, sometimes I just can't fix it on my own. Sometimes I can't really resolve that stuckness issue. I have to to work with somebody to get it done, you know? And uh, when dealing with this stuck issue, I went through the evolutions of all kinds of different things. Like, I was like, I'm going to, one of my career solutions for a long time dealing with content and writing was like, I'm just going to promote myself up to a position in which I don't have to do those things. I'm going to hire somebody and they're going to do all the writing for me. They're going to do all of the piecing together for me. And I was like, that's going to be my solution. I'm going to just, I'm just going to get into a position. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going (laughs) to skip it all together because I don't want to feel it. And, um, that's just not real at all. And when you're one preneuring it, like it's so double not real. Uh, and so I, maybe part of the reason why I've got to avoid it for so long is, is, uh, I've been in positions where I cram to, to get there and I get away with cramming. Okay. And, uh, starting my own jam has been like, for all intents and purposes, like a reality check on, what all that looks like um what real balance is mm -hmm. in terms of maintaining and treading water and getting things done all at once well and also um i it here here's here's the thing so when i would do when i'd write stuff i would i would do it and then i'd get feedback here it's not that i can't write like i've demonstrated i'm capable of writing i write really well actually yes you do uh i just it's about efficiency and it's about um time time in and so when somebody comes in and picks up the bag for me in that regard and they're like well you did this wrong and you did that wrong and I'm like all right great you get to write it here's the big idea have a nice day uh and I'm like you're welcome you know and then they're like but you're supposed to write it and so then I deflect and I say well you have so much to say about it why don't you just go ahead and write it it's funny how we co-sign those things to be able to to not have to deal with them or think that we've dealt with them, but we really haven't dealt with them. 
And that's what makes being stuck so yucky to deal with is mm-hmm. because it boils down to our own levels of it, uh, perce- self-perceptions of inad- inadequacy. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, is by, by co-signing them, by participating in them, we're reinforcing that idea that we, that we're, that we're not enough or that it's not, you know, we're not, we could do more or whatever the case is. And, um, well, I think it's easy to put unrealistic expectations on ourselves and then fall short of those and then beat ourselves up for it and then get in that like muck of stuck. Yeah. And it, like, and so like part of resolving that is, is becoming active in the process and being able to, um, to, to really be honest about what I like, it's just easy for me, like when I was working and having to do some writing stuff, it's just the conflict of dealing with the feedback of whatever, because it was just so different and they had a different way of doing something that it was just easier to be like, you just go ahead and do it. It was also easier for me to be like, well, maybe I do suck at writing. I can always get better at writing. There's some things that I could do better. Yeah. Um, that goes you into know, like mindset, growth mindset yeah. versus fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I'm bad at this. I'm whatever I just won't do it as opposed to I'm not that great right now or I'm not as good as I want to be yet and like so yeah. changing yourself talk yeah and so um it's the work and all of that is is just practicing like the the self-talk piece it's also coming back to this. it isn't it boils down to after dissecting all of the things right the avoid the avoidance behaviors the deflection all of those things it boils down to I can do those things it's that I don't want to do those things because it makes me terribly uncomfortable, a.k.a. It, it triggers anxiety, whatever. And so. And that's when you recognize you're you're like that level of discomfort is actually progress. Like, right. It's where you're sitting to, with it. To say, hey, I'm sitting with this. I am feeling it. And don't stay there <laughs> if you're if you're going through hell. Keep going. Uh, but being able to to recognize that you're uncomfortable and that you are in a position to make a change because of it is is actually a groundbreaking mm-hmm. situation to be in it's a good thing yeah. and being able to reframe it in a way that you're like okay i'm halfway there i've already recognized that this is a problem i'm not saying oh everything's great you know like what's, what's the legal song everything is awesome everything <laughs> right um and- it's not it's just like right now this sucks and it's gonna suck and then now that I recognize that it sucks, I don't like it. I want to make a change. You can really get proactive yeah, it, and, and start looking at what's next. Yeah. And and sometimes like you're just not there yet. Like honestly, sometimes you're just not there yet. And you're still like, I really hate this and I want to do nothing about it. And that might be where you're at. But that's not where we're at today. Like <laughs> it's it boils like with the writing thing for me, it's like I hate it and I hate it because I'm uncomfortable It and I hate it. And, and so I'm just going to do it anyway. And so then it's like... um like a parachute exercise. I'm just going to run up to the cliff and I'm going to like keep trying and, and I'm try all these fancy little tricks to be able to, to overcome having to do the writing piece. It's a freaking chore guys. It, it is a chore. And I'm not saying that it won't ever be a chore. It might always be a chore for me. I might get to those place in my life where I'll be able to be like, Hey, you who's really good at writing. Here's my thought concept abstract draft my idea <laughs> because mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. And I'm there's, there's a level of privilege and all that. And, and if that's something that's really, you know, if that's in the books, I don't know, heck, I might be game for it. I don't know. There's yeah. something about writing after coming through this piece of all of it that um, I've found a newfound appreciation for, which is uh, 
I am a dialoguer. I like to solve problems outwardly in regards, like I have conversations, I brainstorm, that kind of thing. There's some huge value in that. Uh, There's also some huge value in being able to write down and think through what it is you're saying, because at least I can take back what I thought initially if I didn't like it, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, and so another way to deal with struggling with something that you really hate doing and that you're stuck at and you can't overcome and it's negatively impacting you is to start taking inventory of like the value in it and what purpose it serves. Yeah. Right. Um, and appreciating what positive things it can do for you when you do that thing. Yeah. Because once you get to that point where you, you see the benefit and the value now you can leverage that to push past it to push through it mm-hmm. um, and get to the point where you can start to really break it down and micro task identify inventory all the little things that you can do uh, make a to-do list and just start checking them off because uh, there's a whole psychology a science of psychology behind that and Making it lists. feels oh god it feels great to check things off on your list and I'm not gonna lie I will add things to my list that I've already done just so I can check, check them, them off. off it's awesome <laughs> and I know I know that it's a little bit artificial but you know what I don't care it makes me feel good and I'm gonna do it I'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> keep doing it yeah you know and um I had a thought bubble and I was thinking about it uh oh what I was gonna say was uh writing content development all of that stuff i've been working on this website for a year almost it's been <laughs> such a chore a year i know you hear it it's <laughs> such a chore uh there was a period there was a moment literally a couple weeks ago where i like was lamenting about how it was never going to get done and then i had to stop and look at it and be like take inventory of how awesome it was that i where i'm at like recognizing all the little things that you've done that have really turned into something big because your website is amazing. It's it's phenomenal. I'm so impressed by I can't wait to release it because it, it's yeah, like it's, coming. I just I feel like I'm like talking about the proverbial, it's gonna be here, it's gonna be here. And <laughs> like and when you're talking about stuckness, sometimes that's the thing is is like you keep talking about it getting here and then it's not here and then you keep doing it. And so the way I survive in those moments of stuckness, um, or feeling like I'm not getting anywhere is I just take inventory of what's been accomplished. Um, and find appreciation in it. That celebration piece again. Because mm-hmm. um, it feels good. It does feel good. And they, and I can tell you with this writing and this content thing, I can't tell you how many people are like, you should time block. You should do this. You should do that. <laughs> I hate and, time blocks. Uh, and so, I, and they're like, maybe you should just try once. I'm telling you, like, it's a real stuck thing for me because I literally want to, like, lose my mind when they tell me to do those things. I'm like, it doesn't work. Why does it work? Because my stuckness is not attached to a task that I cannot accomplish. It's attached to a feeling I'm having. And it's attached to the thing that, and I'm trying to avoid that feeling. And so um, all of those little things to solve, it's not a problem solver. It's a thing how I get it done. Isn't it amazing the extreme steps that we will take? To avoid feeling a feeling, feeling a feeling, (laughs) like we will put ourselves through all sorts of uh, of like gauntlets, horrible stress, and exercises to avoid a feeling. Yep. (laughs) And so that's why those things don't work because the thing that I'm avoiding is not the task at hand; it's how the task makes me feel. And so, making that all come together is really just that. It's our like the the stuckness is a feeling. And when we address the feeling, when we pay attention to the feeling, when we name it, label it, sit with it, and then push through it, and then come back and circle back and celebrate it because it was hard work, 
Um, and we recognize it's hard work. We don't need somebody else to tell it's hard work. We knew it was hard work and we celebrate that. It allows us to actually uh, capitalize on on our accomplishments so that we can move forward into the next thing. And then the more we do that, the more successful we come, become at doing those things. Because, you know, I talked about this podcast over a year ago. Here we are finally at a place where we um, are producing this podcast. And so um, it's it has been a long series of dealing with how uncomfortable I am about being able to work on content, finding right things to solve those, whether it's collecting information or partners to collaborate with to be able to make it happen, um, to, to make that happen. And so stuckness, it's a feeling and it's a feeling you're trying to avoid. And if you want to get out of stuck, you have to address the feeling. So that's all for episode three. Um, I think that we want to go ahead and leave you with our three things that you can do to help you overcome. We've given you a lot of great examples, uh, but to make this uh, come back to you, we want to start with uh, what you can do today to be able to address your stuckness. So why don't you shoot? So the first step is just recognizing it, honestly knowing what it is, owning it and being able to, to label it and put it in words, that's a hard step. That's going to be the hardest for, I think, most of our listeners is just getting into it. Yep. And w- with that said, the main piece you want to focus on before you start problem solving is, is this my problem? Mm-hmm. Is this because it's attached to something that has to do with me? Yeah. You're going to have to peel back the layers of the onion mm-hmm. and really it might it might be painful. It might be uncomfortable. It might make you cry a little bit. Um, but the, those feelings are deep rooted and they're, they're not on the surface. And so if you're not really digging into it, then there's a chance that you're probably not going to get to the real, the real root cause of the stuck. Yep. Um, the next thing is, is how does this fit into our tomorrow? Uh, stuckness can, Oh man, it can follow us everywhere. Well, it it gives you an excuse to self-sabotage. Legit. And so addressing the things that are making you stuck or feel stuck, uh, that are and and these are your issues. These aren't other people's issues. These aren't the roadblocks and the barriers that people throw in your way. These are what am I doing to get in my own way mm-hmm. and addressing it in a way that's it helpful. Mm-hmm. an adult like by being able to to look at how this is going to fit in with your tomorrow it's just knowing that I'm going to get out of my own way and I'm going to move forward and what's the the tomorrow piece is about like you really need to identify what is going to be your gain from solving this problem right like how is things going to be better if you just address the stuckness mm-hmm. okay and this is a big self-talk conversation. All the this way. Is, this is looking at the things that you're telling yourself, whether it's lies or oh, just encouraging yourself in the wrong way or um, focusing on the wrong things. Like, I think it's so easy to let our self-talk trick us. Yep. Um, and if you find yourself co-signing it or making excuses or you're not sure if you're co-signing it or making excuses, it's time to find a friend to, to, to figure that out. And if you don't have a good support buddy or a colleague, somebody that you can trust to be able to be like, am I, am I co-signing my own bad behaviors that keep self-sabotaging me? Am I doing this? If you don't have that person to ask that question, it's therapist time. <laughs> um, right. It's time to talk to a therapist to reflect on the, the things that you're doing to see how you're kind of 
just holding yourself in place. Yeah. How do you how do you bridge the gap? Um, the big thing is recognizing that this is not a puddle. This is an ocean. So with anything that you're dealing with uh, that you you have to address because it's a deep rooted emotional feeling of stuck. You have to recognize that you're not going to get there by jumping puddles. You are learning how to navigate. And this is for the long term. So you are going to get stuck many, 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 many times in your life. And every time you're going to have to circle back and you're going to have to really go through the, the process of externalizing it, sitting with it, and then pushing past it. And mm-hmm. so it's just like any other activity. It's building muscle memory, mm-hmm. building up your strength, building up your resilience. And part of that is, you know, recognizing when you can't do it on your own. Maybe that is when you bring in uh, a friend or a therapist or whatever that looks like for you. But practice helps. And the only way that you're going to be able to navigate for the long run is to do it, do it again, like do it 50 more times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I this is probably disappointing to some of you. Yeah. I know sometimes it's kind of sad to hear this. Uh, at the end of the day, though, uh, stuckness, it's a part of our human condition. Uh, and part of getting better at managing stuck is practicing how to get unstuck. And um, so you can do that by practicing some good self-care strategies, including uh, establishing relationships that you can trust to be able to have uh conversations with um and allow and and allow and that and that allow for space for them to not co-sign your own junk as i'd like to say you don't need any co-signers in this scenario i mean sometimes you're looking for a co-signer sometimes i'm like all i'm doing is looking for you to co-sign whatever i got going on because i don't want (laughs) to deal with it like here's my baggage let me help you pack yeah right (laughs) um and i know you want to unpack 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 it (laughs) so um if you're not familiar with the concept of co-signing, it's like getting a loan and you you can't get the loan on your own, but mm-hmm. you really want it. So you call a friend and they're going to co-sign you on that loan. Um, it's not a good loan for you because if it was, you'd be able to do it all by yourself. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a great financial example. Right? Uh, but since it's not such a good loan, you've got to go get a friend to be like, yeah, you're okay. You just keep doing that thing, even <laughs> though you know that you don't, but you're just looking for permission to be okay with it. So co-signers, you don't want to co-sign in this situation. Mm-hmm. And if you do want to co-sign, you're not there yet. just want to say that. Yep. You're still in the stuck. You're still in the stuck. Mm-hmm. So today it was all about what the stuck, what is it, how do you deal with it, what does it look like? Yeah. yeah, what does it look like? Yeah. So, um, so to get unstuck, you got to move through it. So we just want to thank you for listening to What the Stuck here on Who Ate My Cake and All Things Career Podcast. Uh, and if you are interested in additional topics please hop on over to whoatemycake.com. Check out our episodes. If you want to uh, be in the in, you got to subscribe now by going to whoatemycake.com forward slash subscribe. Cassie and I just want to thank you for listening. I don't know what else you want to say, Cassie. Just want to say thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. So much appreciation.